Hello, America. It's a uh, it's a great podcast today, full of a ton of information on coronavirus. That's the main topic today. The things that you really need to know. Also, we have uh, Tracy Walder on. She's she's uh, just written this really amazing book that I, I just haven't even had a chance to crack yet. But everybody is raving about it. It's the unexpected spy. She is. She is a woman that was a sorority girl. She goes to work for the CIA. She starts taking down terrorists. Wait till you hear her story. That's all coming up. Warren has dropped out today. Wait until you hear some of the numbers from the latest polling. And we talk about, gosh, never seen this before in my lifetime, how this is the moment where everything that you thought was solid is now liquid and everything you thought would be liquid is now solid. We go over that on today's broadcast. And don't forget, you get 20 bucks off this week only. GB20 is the code. If you want to subscribe to Blaze TV, go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The code is GB20. And tonight on Stew Does America, we're going to be doing a breakdown of all the stuff that the media is sort of trying to hype, a lot of it to attack Donald Trump about the coronavirus and the way he's handling that. We get into the details on that. Stu Does America. Click on your podcast app. Go over there and subscribe now. Stu Does America. Here's the podcast. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Well, welcome to the uh, program, Mr. Pat Gray, who probably has the coronavirus. I think we just, uh, Dow just opened down 735 points. Because uh, they heard I had it, too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think oh, wow. yeah. we should have a contest. Which one of us is going <laughs> to be the first? first to have? I mean, if you're going to do it, let's be the first show where everyone is infected with coronavirus. <laughs> that way we can all come in because right. we can't give it to each other more. Right. right. And there's three and there's three of us. So every episode, somebody could, you know, say, whatever you do, uh, just make sure that you. Did he just die, or will he revive himself? Find out on the next episode. I mean, it sounds good. It'd be good. Sounds yeah. good. Yeah, I think it'd be great for yeah. ratings. I- <laughs> Let's go lick some Iranian doorknobs, oh, man. Isn't that a bizarre? Is that weird. Even if there's no pandemic, I'm sorry. I'm not licking your shrine. I don't care. You don't I'm not really? No, nah, I'm not doing it. Seriously. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. No. Even if they tell me, hey, that's the most Mormon thing you can do in the world. You're not, not going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> really? Not doing it. I mean, wow. No. Yeah. The only way to get to heaven is to lick this doorknob. Not going to die. Neither am I. No. I think, you know, there's some weird things that happen in Iran. Now, that is an understatement. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, you know, the, the latest is, besides the licking of the doorknob in the shrine, is the idea that the coronavirus has gotten so bad in prisons that they've decided to open the doors of prisons and let almost everybody out <laughs> they freed fifty-five thousand prisoners this yeah week. uh <laughs> that's, that's nuts i mean we're it's quarantining nuts. people and they're yeah. like hey all these sick people in prison let them out let them out <laughs> go roam around there, what is that there might be a reason the virus is that bad in that country because they're doing things that just don't help you think yeah that that doesn't help that's not a good idea um there is a story today uh 
a a woman called the police for help uh, because she has been she was locked in a bathroom took uh, took place after a man found out that his wife had met with a Chinese woman who had been to Italy recently. The um, the man claimed that he acted on the advice of a medic and he chased her into the bathroom and then locked her in the bathroom. Now, I'm not sure that that doctor, quote unquote, he was consulting with uh, actually said that. uh, But the woman uh, has not filed any charges against her husband. Maybe she should. Uh, In in Iran, they're now saying that anybody who is hoarding. May face the death penalty. Wow. Okay. Wow. Hoarding medical commodities in the current circumstances, playing with the lives of people and cannot be forgiven by any means. So, so if you're already in jail, don't worry, they're going to let you out. But if you hoard a surgical mask, you could be executed. And what qualifies as hoarding? Uh, If you're stocking up on certain items, you know, just in case. For an emergency, is that a, is that hoarding? Isn't that exactly what they did in Germany? Yeah, all of the people yes, who had been prepared, yep. all of a sudden were called hoarders, mm-hmm. uh, and they got in trouble with the government. So I don't, I don't know, I don't know. I you know, I know. I said last week that uh, I have a surgical kit. Uh, I went as far as years ago, making sure that I had a at home surgical kit. By the way, it does not come with a manual. I had to buy that one separately. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. how to remove, you know, an appendix. I don't know. <laughs> I bought the book and the kit. Just in case you had to do just, it to you or somebody in your family? <laughs> well, I don't think I would be doing it okay. to me. I would hope not. But I don't know who I would want in my family. Hey, Rafe. <laughs> yeah. Come here, man. Well, I got a really bad pain in my side. Cut me open and take that out, will you? <laughs> this is an interesting conversation, though. Who would you pick? To do the surgery. Tanya. You'd pick Tanya. Yeah. Even if it is, even if it is Tanya who is sick, you should do this, honey. Because I feel like she probably wants to kill you for multiple reasons. So mm-hmm. putting you under and, and doing a surgery. We haven't figured ideal. out how to put people under yet. No. Probably Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels Rest. will <laughs> be the way to do it. Will be the way to do it. But, Drink until uh, you pass out. Then the surgery starts. Yeah. Can you imagine that? Oh. Man. So I guess I'm hoarding, you know, surgical supplies. I guess. I don't I don't really know. Uh here are the really bad stories uh out of the coronavirus. Baby Yoda is being delayed. No, no. No, we no, may not you. make it because no, it's don't true. you do it. Till no, at least true. December, right? They say it may not if something doesn't change soon, it may not even make it for Christmas. Oh uh, no. One of uh, no. our producers bought tickets to the James Bond movie. That was coming out uh-huh and he uh, daniel craig i guess is hosting snl schedules host snl this weekend for, or whatever for the mm-hmm. launch yeah and, and now they moved delayed. to november yeah. yeah i'm really upset this was your big thing really i, I don't care if my family dies a... <laughs> <laughs> it's the james bond <laughs> movie the james, the james bond movie don't i'm a that. huge daniel craig fan yeah. i love i think he is a great actor and i think yeah i'm gonna say it sean connery mm-hmm. you have been bumped off daniel craig is the best james bond we've ever had by far mm. and this is his last one and you're moving it no Mm-mm. better no. than timothy dalton yeah <laughs> <Forget> <laughs> yes timothy dalton uh, yes. Okay, should we talk uh. george lazenby here for a second 
<laughs> who? Lazenby. Is that his name? Yeah. yeah. That's his name. Mm-hmm. Like they, I, I think he, he did, did one. one. He did one. Mm-hmm. Now, Dalton did a few, right? He did three or three, maybe? Maybe. Not a yeah, lot. Two or three. Yeah. But yeah. Lazenby only did one, if I remember correctly. I don't even know. I don't think I've ever heard oh. the name George Lazenby. What, did, what kind of Bond fan doesn't know all the Bonds? Well, I, I knew Timothy Dalton. I didn't know George Lazenby. Because that was, I think, 60s. He did, Is uh, that when he did it? He did in one movie on Her Majesty's Secret Service, 1969. Okay, one. Oh, yeah. I always thought that was good. Craig, I never, I'd, not Craig, uh, uh, Connery. I'd never seen that one. Connery only did the first couple, right? <laughs> oh, listen to this. Why did George Lazenby only do one Bond movie? George Lazenby had a bad manager who advised him to not do any more Bonds because it was never going to last. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that's true. Oops. That's amazing. George Lazenby right now is like, <sighs> I'm praying for the coronavirus. <laughs> I could have been somebody. Uh, that's amazing. That's a bad decision. Mm-hmm. That's that's a that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Mm-hmm. So here is some here's some other bad news. A truck carrying toilet paper went up in flames due to a mechanical error in Brisbane, Australia. Uh, apparently, Australians. There's something about this. They're stockpiling toilet paper. You notice that in China, you didn't hear these stories. And I think that may be a reason why it was so bad in China. <laughs> you didn't hear them about, we're, st- mm-hmm. we're running out of toilet paper. Kleenex has come out and said, there's no reason to panic. We're going to make all the toilet paper <laughs> and all the tissue anybody wants. Um, let, me go to, let me go to Kent, Washington. Casey is in Washington State. Welcome to the program. Hey, good to talk to you again, and I uh, got to see you at Christmas, and we talked for a little bit, uh, so I've been on the phone a couple of times with you. Oh, well, great. I think Pat should do a uh, Michael Jackson voice for the little Yoda before he dies, so maybe <laughs> we could do that in the, in the Michael Jackson. I'm I'm in the Kent area, and uh, in the last couple of days, it's just amazing. Some of the local radio announcers have have said that they have uh, tried to find out supplies here locally and then find out that the antiseptic supplies at the big box stores, they might be open, but 81 miles from here, they've got plenty down in the south deep sound down in Centuria, and I know you know the area, Mm -hmm. uh, because of mountain. But um, I'm not very far at the moment from the new place that the county bought, which is an old Howard Johnson's uh, bought by Econolodge, which is now closed, and they're going to use that as a quarantine place without telling anybody in the city of Kent. And the mayor is absolutely upset. I would imagine. I mean, did, they, did they buy three, or is this the first of three that they bought? They're just buying the, these old motels yeah. and saying, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're just going to keep sick people in there. Yeah, this was the first wow. that I know of. I've been trying to keep uh, abreast of what's what's been going on. And by the way, I want to say hello to my friends at Boeing, uh, okay. especially uh, one who has turned down about five this? people for the Blaze Network. All right, well, nice. good. I yeah. appreciate I appreciate <laughs> no, that. Turning that on. All right. All right. But, uh, anyway, uh, that's what's going on here with uh, with that. There's been a lot of stuff that's been hoarded. For instance, I I have bought you know to keep myself healthy. Uh, two large bottles of um, the well-named aloe vera uh, company that makes uh, 
hand sanitizers, and I remember buying those for 17 bucks in November. They're now up to 89.90 on Amazon, but uh, they're being you know hoarded, uh, so you can't get anything. Uh, yeah, the shelves up here. All right. Casey, wow. thanks. The, the experts are saying, too, like the, the, the antibacterial, it's not even like there's no point in it. Just like wash your hands. The, they're saying the PRL thing is not even something that you need. It has nothing to do with this. It doesn't help. Doesn't it kill? The, it, doesn't it, can, it, it, it can be as good. Like, it's a more convenient way to wash your hands. Right? Yeah. Like in, and again, I don't even think they're saying it's necessarily to that level. But like, they're saying don't, don't substitute it for washing your hands. And also, if you can just wash your hands enough, you don't really need PRL. It's not necessarily an additional layer of protection. We have a guy in uh, Washington State who visits the nursing homes. Uh, I guess, is it Reverend Mel? Is that right? Yes, it is. Hi, Reverend. And, How are you? Oh, doing really good. Um, I'm totally blind, but uh, I go into the nursing homes every week, and uh, one of the things that I wanted to bring out is that every nursing home that I that I go to and minister in is severely, I mean grossly severely understaffed where they can't even move the patients or the residents down to the lunchroom for a, a service. And then with this on top of it, a lot of them are canceling out uh, now, like, I can't go to this one nursing home for two weeks because of the corona thing, uh-huh. which is good. They should be very protective of them. And uh, the other thing is I wanted to bring out is I want to echo the, the same sort of thing that the gentleman said be- before me is that uh, we went to Costco um, just the other day. I think it was on uh, Monday. And... It was a madhouse. It was worse than Christmas Eve. I'm not. I'm not kidding. You. We stood in line for oh, a good hour before we even was able to get checked out. And then Fred Myers. We just went to Fred Myers the other day, and they were out of toilet paper. They were out of uh, hand sanitizers. They were <laughs> so. So what is it? What is it that people are? What is it that people are? preparing for just to stay home they're afraid that they're all going to be quarantined is that what's happening yeah i think i think that's part of it but you know but you know the thing is here is that all you know king five como seven and 13 are just whipping the people into frantic every day the the whole hour and an hour and a half is just coronavirus 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 and um i know i just came from the doctor yesterday for my in some my injection and he said just vinegar water and just plain soap and water yeah he said don't worry he says it's it's just being blown way out of proportion and all right um i know here in shoreline they open fur crests up Um, which is real old, you know, Ferncrest um, here on 15th Northeast. Right. And, uh, I hear you, Reverend, I'm sorry, I have a network break I have to get to, um, but I understand it. And what, what he's saying is they're opening up these places that have been closed for a long time. They're doing this in California. They're mm-hmm. thinking about opening up the old state mental institutions and using them for places. 
it is it is crazy uh, what we're seeing. But the best thing you can do is not panic, not worry about it. Just keep yourself informed uh, on what's going on and just stay at home if you're not feeling well. The best of the Glenn Beck program. Hey, it's Glenn, and you're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. If you like what you're hearing on this show, make sure you check out Pat Gray Unleashed. It's available wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Because you have a life, and strangely, this is what you pay us to do, to not have a life, just pay attention to this stupid crap coming out of Washington. Let me give you what um, Schumer said that some would say, and I'm one of those, uh, is was threatening the conservative Supreme Court justices. Listen to what he said. And they're taking away fundamental rights. I want to tell you, Gorsuch. I want to tell you, Kavanaugh. You have released the whirlwind, and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. Really. What do you mean by that, Chuck? Can you imagine mm. oh my what they'd say if I gave that same speech about him? And uh, you, not only if you gave that speech, what they'd say to you, but they would go around to every Republican in, in the Congress and get their reaction to see if they agreed with you. And they would make you they would make them denounce you if they were going to be in good standing with the media. So, Chuck, what did you mean? What did you mean? He's his, his way out of this is what I was saying is uh, Republicans would face electoral consequences. That's not a consequence. They won't know what hit them. That that has nothing to do with Supreme Court. Exactly. He he act. He's acting like he was applying that to uh, politicians, which yeah. he's not. He's no. He before it and after it says uh, he says the name specifically. And then he says, if you come down with these decisions, which yeah. there's no decisions coming out of Congress. They're, yeah. they're, they're, they're talking about the Supreme Court. The obviously. Supreme Court. And he's and he has no idea the whirlwind that he has brought upon himself. In my opinion, they are now to calling for him to step down. It won't happen. The press will not cover this. They'll just. Oh, they're just saying like, oh, Republicans are pouncing on his comments. Yeah, no. Is that what they're doing? Is that what is that what's happening? I just want you to listen to who he was speaking to. Here's a cut of one of the women at this this uh, pro abortion rally. You can't say this is pro choice because there is no choice anymore. There is no choice. You either choose the way they choose or you're going to have a whirlwind come on your head. Listen to this woman who is pro-abortion in the speaking before Chuck Schumer. Listen. Where are the abortion providers at? Where are the future abortion providers at? Woo! Awesome. And a special shout out to where my people who had abortions. Where y'all at? Nothing about this work is going to be without us. Woo! Awesome. Mm, yeah, awesome. So, as I said, I had an abortion when I was 19. It was honestly one of the best decisions of my life. Mm. I was simply not ready to become a parent. And that's no way. really all you need to know. All right. That was a great She's decision. Great. Yeah, great decision. Great decision. Mm -hmm. I don't think anybody in America wants to condemn anyone in that situation. I'm not here to judge anyone. I am going to I am going to judge you if you're like, you know what? It was great. And I've had a couple of them. 
Because, you know, I just, hey, it was where I was at. And it was great. And I encourage you to do it. No. No, I am going to judge you on that. But this is where the left is. This followed by Chuck Schumer. Same rally. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. And don't forget, rate us on iTunes. So I want to start here. I want to start with Joe in Florida, who uh, works at a local hospital. Hello, Joe. Welcome. Thank you for taking my call, Glenn. I'm a very, very avid listener. Thank you. And I appreciate everything you do. Thank you so so much. So how can... Uh, tell me what you're feeling in the hospital uh, there in Florida. Well, I, we're in the Tampa area. And my wife and I work for one of the major hospitals here in Tampa that is handling now that we have been informed the uh, testing for the coronavirus. On or about the 10th of February, we received a company, a hospital-wide email that they were uh, have two patients that they were observing for uh, an infection. They weren't given any details of, of what the infection was, but they made sure that it went out that uh, all the employees knew. Now, none of the public was told, the TV stations, radio, none of this information was let out. Lo and behold, what, six, seven days ago, bam, the Tampa Bay area has two coronaviruses, and we were not told where they got it, where they've been, who they touched. I think the best way, if somebody tells me that they've been to a local supermarket and that's where they've contacted it, I'm not going to stop there. Information is key. So what are you what are you saying? I'm saying that we're not getting the information we should be about where it's spreading from. If people are going from the airport, I mean, they're saying that they've come from this country or they've been to this facility. But that doesn't help us when somebody's sick with the measles, a kid and they've been to Junior's house. You don't send your kids over to Junior's house anymore Correct. for another 13, 14 Correct. days. Well, the problem, he, the we problem is, like, Joe, is... We don't like Junior, but, you know, we'll sure, we're going to stay away. Are we sure? You know, the problem is, is that we haven't known because we haven't had the testing, et cetera, et cetera. So we haven't really known what we're dealing with until recently. Now that the testing, and this is why what Donald Trump said yesterday is, is right he said, I, you know, I'm just basing this on a hunch, but that number of, you know, 3.2 uh, for the number of deaths, that number is going to come down. It will, because there are people walking around right now with the coronavirus that don't know they have it, and it's not affecting them in any sort of way that is putting them into ICU. And so, you know, in the past, we haven't known. We still won't know for a while because... You know, as Mike Pence said yesterday in his press conference, we are looking now, just now, to being able to get people, uh, the diagnostic labs, the commercial diagnostic labs, to start taking tests for the coronavirus. Right now, you have to go to either a university, a state-run university hospital, or one of the regional hospitals that can do it. Soon, all of our hospitals will be able to test, and your local doctor will be able to send you to, you know, Quest Diagnostics, you know, where they take your blood. They'll be able to swab and then alert you, and you can go to your regular doctor. 
That's not happening yet. And that's why we're going to see these numbers explode. I agree with you. Once we know, we have to tell people. But I'm not sure if we all knew about that uh, even a couple of weeks ago. Joe, thanks so much for your phone call. Uh, There's a couple of other things that uh, I want to address. Stu is going to be talking about this tonight uh, where Trump is going up against a media that wants him to fail. They must blame all of this on him. Mm -hmm. And they're going to disagree with whatever he says. For instance, he gave $2.5 billion for the CDC to be able to start their work on what is happening in coronavirus before there was a single death in the United States. Now, I want to put that into perspective. During the swine flu, when Barack Obama gave the first $1 billion for the swine flu, and everyone in the media cheered, this is so brave and he's way ahead. You didn't hear me complaining that he gave a billion dollars. You didn't hear me complaining when he didn't give a billion dollars soon enough. I thought it was appropriate. There were about a thousand people that had died in the United States before he released the first billion dollars. That's Barack Obama. And everyone made him out to be a hero. Donald Trump gives two and a half times that amount before anyone dies. And he's a villain. He's acting slow. Right. Yeah. No one had died here in America yet. Uh, Then on top of it, uh, they just released $8.5 billion yesterday. Okay, good. If that's what it's going to take, if that's what they need, fine. But are the politicians doing this because they're actually operating on information or are they just operating on get the president? So we have to be really, really careful because what the president said yesterday is 100% accurate. It is based on, quote, as he said, a hunch, but every single, the CDC, uh, every single person that I've read from the WHO, they all say the same thing. The number of death rate right now is about 3.1 to 3.4%. They expect that number to come down possibly below 1% as the death rate. Mm-hmm. Of course it will. We're not testing people. So if you're seeing, you're seeing, uh, you, you, you don't know how many people have heart disease. And all of a sudden, four people in your hospital come in and they had a heart attack and they die. Well, we've had four people and they just died from this heart thing that is in the center of their chest. <laughs> if something goes wrong with your heart so far, it's a 100% death rate. No, there's lots of people that have heart attacks and heart problems, and it doesn't lead to their death. We have a lot of people with COVID-19 right now that don't know it. And and we know that's happening. They just were talking about this infection in in Washington, and they believe thousands of people have been walking around spreading it to each other for weeks. But because they might think they have allergies, they might think they were sick with something else, they might not even notice it at all. It's not that big of a deal in most people. Yeah, and that's That's, what it looks like. That looks to be true here, by the way. So if it's not that big of a deal in most people, when you start to see the numbers of this go up through the roof, which they will now. They will, and that's going to seem bad. It's actually good. Over the next, we're diagnosing exactly over the next few weeks. We're supposed to get, uh, I think it's 1.5 or 1.35 million tests f- uh, for COVID 19 in the United States uh, by next week. 
is what they believe they're going to have. So far, there's only been a few hundred, maybe a couple thousand people who have been tested in total. As of last week, there were only 422 tests that had been done total, coast to coast, Alaska and Hawaii. So because they're only using these tests when it is very obvious you go into a hospital you have all the symptoms you're about to die they test you right so yes the death rate seems pretty high because those are the people getting the tests however when you go to um let's just say uh, you have a sore throat and you go into the urgent care today what are they going to do they're going to swab your throat and give you a strep throat test right because they have plenty of those so anyone who comes in who has the, even the possibility of having a strep throat, they give you a strep throat test. Same thing with the flu. You get a flu test every time you go in there when you're sick. I don't think I have the flu. Yeah, but we just want to rule it out, right? That's what they always say to you. Well, eventually, down the road, we will have enough tests for COVID-19 for that to be the process. Yeah, that's a problem. Donald Trump hasn't done enough. How come we don't we have just... 320 million tests that we could take right now? <laughs> I know. I, I don't know why he didn't think of this before You know, someone had bat soup, which we don't think is actually the cause, but it's the funniest way to say the cause. Poor bats are getting blamed for all of this. Um, you know, there have been other countries that are a little bit ahead of us. Bats are as popular as Romney, but go ahead. That's true. I digress. Uh, and there's some people who are criticizing over that. I mean, look, it's about making sure uh, that you accelerate this as fast as possible. We're going to put in a lot of private businesses that are going to make this happen in an impressive way. And so far, the the response, I think, has been correct for Trump. And he's put, I think, a lot of uh, weight on it. It's not his area of expertise, but he's put his best people on it. And that's what you do. But like, like for example, he said Trump's quote is this. Well, I think 3.4% is really a false number. Now, this is just my hunch, but based on a lot of conversations with a lot of people who do this, because a lot of people will have this, and it's very mild. They'll get better very rapidly. They don't even have to see a doctor. They don't even call a doctor. You never hear about those people. And he goes on to say, um, uh, so I think that number is very high. Personally, I'd say the number is way under 1%. Again, he based this on a hunch. Here is a quote from the New England Journal of Medicine. Tell me how dissimilar these are, other than the fact that one guy's talking like a doctor and one guy's talking like Donald Trump. If one assumes that the number of asymptomatic or minimally symptomatic cases is several times as high as the number of reported cases, the case fatality rate may be considerably less than 1%. Same thing. It's the exact same thing. That's from the New England Journal of Medicine. He's just saying it like Donald Trump as opposed to like a doctor. But what he's even saying, it may, if it turns out, it is at some level a hunch because they don't know all the details yet. But it's acting like all of the previous viruses they have uh, uh, that they dealt with before. They've seen these things come before. They have hundreds of years of medical knowledge that has brought them to this point. And they're now under trying to understand what where this is going to go. And they think they have an idea of it, but they can't be certain, which is why you have to take it seriously. Okay, so Stu is going to do this. This is opening monologue tonight on Stu Does uh, America. You don't want to miss that. BlazeTV.com. Subscribe right now and watch it. You can watch it online as well. Yep, YouTube as well. Go subscribe there on podcast. Subscribe. All right, so he's got that tonight. But there's, a, there's another part of this that I think is really important. The other reason why you're getting you're feeling like there's mixed messages. The president is saying one thing and then you'll hear from the medical community saying for instance the cdc said stop comparing this to the flu it's not the flu why are they doing that because they need us to stay home the entire world is doing this this is not about an election or an economy or anything else 
They're trying to get everyone to stay home because if this mutates at this point without some sort of vaccine, it could become very, very deadly. And so they don't want it to spread until we're more prepared for this. We are probably 10 days away from uh, a vaccine announcement coming from Israel that could put us six months away from a vaccine being able to be made. And then how fast can they get that around the world? They are trying to buy time in case it mutates in a dangerous way. But as I told you yesterday, this has already mutated once and it has become less dangerous in its latest mutation. So that's good news. You just have to stay informed and don't spread the things that you're like, well, this is crazy. Did you see this? Cats are going out at night and intentionally they've been hired by the Democrats to scratch people. Corona starts with a C. Cats start with a C. There's a C at the end of DNC. What do you think is going on? Don't spread that stuff. Get the real information and tell your friends to remain calm. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. Like listening to this podcast? If you're not a subscriber, become one now on iTunes. And while you're there, do us a favor and rate the show. Welcome to the program. Time for our coronavirus update. You get it every day at this time. We've gone over a lot of stuff today, but there are some really important things that we haven't hit yet, and we'll do them in our coronavirus update from Johns Hopkins, all of the stats, uh, and so much more coming up in a second. Also, it looks like Warren has dropped out of the presidential race. We'll give you the latest on that, the amazing polling that is coming out. I've never seen anything like this, but I feel like I say that every day. All this and so much more begins in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. If you are, uh, if you suffer through the agony of a bad shave, if you have, you know, my my son-in-law, he shaves and uh, he gets ingrown hairs and it's just really, really difficult for him to shave. Uh, I know I, I get razor burn real bad when I shave. If you're tired of that, no matter how many times you try to, plow that razor over your skin it is just a little bit of stubble that is left someplace and you just give up and you just don't want to have any more razor burn may i suggest shave secret the truth is you don't need expensive blades and creams and soaps or gels for a clean close shave all you need is shave secret it will dramatically reduce the number of nicks and cuts and ingrown hairs that uh, that uh, that shaving rash will be gone. You add three to five drops to a wet palm, you massage it into your skin, and you're ready to shave. It works for both men and women, and it's widely available. And it comes online, online at Amazon, also at ShaveSecret.com, but you can get it at your favorite store as well, regionally at HEB and Wegmans Grocery. It's also available at Walmart, and you can find it online at Amazon or ShaveSecret.com. Use the promo code back on their website and get 10%. That's Amazon.com or shavesecret.com. Use the promo code BECK. 
Our coronavirus stats now from John Hopkins. As of 5.30 in the morning, Central Time, total confirmed cases now are 96,286. That is up about 2,000 from yesterday at this time. With that being said, you're going to see this case number start to rise because America is going to start doing extensive tests. You know, just a week ago, there have only been about 400 people that had had a coronavirus test. Now they're starting to enter into the thousands. So we will see that number go up. And the percentage of the death rate, that death rate is really important. You'll start to see that come down. Total confirmed deaths is up about 100 people globally. 86 countries have now confirmed cases. That is an addition of five new countries overnight. Seven more now have suspected cases. 17% of active cases are now considered serious. Now, that number is important. That number is dropping. Just at the beginning of last week, that number was 19% of all active cases were serious, meaning they required hospitalization or, uh, or the 5% that require ICU. The United States now has 160 confirmed cases, now 11 deaths, 10 in Washington State and one in California. We're going to give you the details on what's happening in Washington State because it's a little crazy in Washington. The confirmed cases in the U.S. now include Washington State, Oregon, California, Arizona, Texas, Wisconsin, Illinois, New York, New Jersey, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, North Carolina, Georgia, Florida, with an additional suspected case in Missouri and Colorado. California and Washington have the highest number of infections with 40 plus cases in each state that makes sense those are huge asian population centers and the closest to uh, asia in washington king county is now asking all 2.2 million residents of king county that's the seattle area county all 2.2 million residents to work from home if possible County officials are asking employers to move from work to a home basis for all office and administrative workers, if possible. The request also includes recommendations to avoid any large gatherings of more than 10 people, especially in uh, confined indoor spaces. Officials in Seattle and King County also recommend that any person over the age of 60 or with underlying health issues stay home, avoid going to public places or having physical contact with others just as a precaution. The, the reason why they're doing this is the fatality rate for 60 plus is estimated at this point. But these numbers will come down to be about 5%. So the median age of those who are getting it is 60. The median age for those who are dying is 80. So it is really dependent on age. That's why so many uh, are getting sick in nursing homes. All Washington residents are being asked not to lick envelopes if they are voting by mail in the state's March 10th primary. I don't think I've licked an envelope in a long time, and I'm glad we're past that. Stu's looking at me, giving me a weird look. Yeah, because you do now, if you ever do send out an envelope, which even that, I feel like, is relatively rare at this point. Mm-hmm. They've got the little peel-off yeah, thing, right? 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 Yeah. That's how that works. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. Yeah. Hospital officials are asking any person coming into a hospital who suspects that maybe they have COVID-19 
uh, to call ahead and wear a surgical mask to prevent the spread. However, how are you getting a surgical mask? That's the problem. Uh, Surgical masks are in high, high demand. But this is really important for everyone to understand. If you think you have the COVID uh, virus, it is really important to call ahead because you don't want to walk into an emergency room where a bunch of people are that don't have it and then sit in the waiting room. Call ahead and they will make arrangements for you to come. King County has also bought a motel to house COVID-19 patients. Now, the Board of Supervisors purchased the 24-room Kent Motel to house patients who don't require ICU treatment. They say the old motel is ideal because it has hard surfaces which can be disinfected and independent heating and cooling units in each room. There's no shared ventilation just in case COVID-19 is airborne, which we don't know yet. So they bought this old hotel. The problem is uh, they didn't let the, the mayor or anybody else in the area know that that's what they were planning. The move is designed to ensure hospital beds are reserved for those requiring ICU and other life-saving medical procedures. We are going to see this more and more because our hospital staffs are going to be overworked. This could be a real nightmare. I would hope that there are those Florence Nightingale types that are thinking now that they want to volunteer their time. Uh, because I think we're going to need volunteers in the future. Counties, uh, the King County is also using 18 mobile homes originally planned for homeless shelters in a secondary location near the motel. Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, has also designated modular homeless shelters as potential COVID-19 quarantine facilities for the homeless or other patients. California has set up 18 FEMA-provided modular home homeless shelters in January of 2020, which now could be used as quarantine centers. The WHO, the the WHO, and the CDC are now saying, please, please stop comparing COVID-19 to the seasonal flu. Now, this is where it gets dicey. Because right now, you need to understand the most important thing we can do is contain this. We don't know what this will turn into. We think that the death rate, we think we have a handle on that. We think the death rate is going to be a lot, uh, a lot lower is going to start falling. And as it starts to fall, uh, you will see that people will not panic so much. The reason why I think people are panicking is they don't know what this is. This is the, this is the unknown and the, the lack of known unknowns. Do you know what I mean? The, the old Rumsfeld thing. Right. Okay, we don't know what we don't know yeah. yet. And I think because this is so new, people are freaking out about it. So they're saying, don't say this is just like the flu, because then people won't take it seriously. And we, Which they should. The they flu should. kills a lot of freaking people. Yeah. 600,000 people worldwide every year. It's a big deal. It's not something you should... You should you should be able to just dismiss. They're thinking this is 10 times deadlier and two times more contagious. They think that if if it mutates or if the numbers stay the way they are, which no one thinks except currently the press because of, of Donald Trump. Yeah. 
uh, that it could kill 20 times or 30 times more than the average flu. Remember, we don't have treatments yet, too. It's another big part of this. The reason why the flu uh, rate is so low at 0.1%, right, is not because if you left it completely untreated, it wouldn't be at 0.1%. It's at 0.1% because we've developed a really good defense against it. Half the population takes the vaccine every year. Uh, There are four approved medications to treat it. These are all big things that help get that rate lower. We haven't done any of that stuff yet with COVID. That's why they're so scared of it, especially this year. We don't even know if it's going to be a seasonal thing. If Mm -hmm. we go into, you know, May and this is not dying out, that doesn't give us a break. Right now, we're hoping that this is a seasonal style flu that will hide itself again until fall. And when it hides itself, we'll have time to really stock up, really prepare, really get up on our feet. So we're trying to play catch up now because and it's not that anyone is behind. It's just that this was an unknown. It is a brand new virus, the likes of which we've never seen before. They're saying that the concerns, the reason why they say don't say this is like the flu is because people won't, they think, won't take the necessary precautions to prevent and slow the spread as much as possible. Their real concern here is that hospitals are going to be overwhelmed. My real concern is if you're in Oklahoma or Kansas or, heck, even Idaho, any place where you have a, a regional hospital... And then you're looking at a very, very small hospital where we only have a couple of doctors. When that doctor gets sick, and they will if they are treating everybody in town, when that doctor gets sick, who's going to replace that doctor? How does that doctor get sleep so they don't get uh, uh, sick? So they're really concerned about just our resources being overrun. Right now, up in... Um, in Washington state, the fire department, the ambulance, anybody who was called on that first death now is in quarantine. So now all of those firefighters and paramedics can't go out and help people. That's why they want you to call in advance. Hey, I think we need to get you to the hospital. Okay. Call the ambulance. Tell them this is COVID-19. They may be asking that now, but in Seattle, on that first death, they didn't ask that question. Nobody informed them. When they got there, it was too late. The other thing, the reason why this is being taken so seriously, is not because of what it is today, but what it could continue to become if it mutates into something more dangerous. It is already split once from an original S strain. Uh, to the L strain. And I said earlier today that the L strain is actually less deadly. That's not true. It's actually the reverse of that. The L strain is more deadly. So it's already beginning to mutate. I want to talk to you a little bit about what the banks are doing and what the IMF did yesterday, what Congress did, what the president did. Because there's, there's a couple of things that I think is really, really important that our government is doing and there's and and the banking sector but there's also something that just bothers me a great deal and i can't put my finger on it yet
You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck Program. There are some uh, major things happening uh, politically that you should know about. First of all, Warren has just dropped out of the presidential race. So that means it is now officially Bernie Sanders, Joe Biden, and Tulsi Gabbard. Tulsi's moving up to third. She is <laughs> right behind place. you guys. Yeah, she's there. I think it'll be great. Like Maybe they'll both drop out and she'll just win. Yeah. That, that would be an interesting turn. So what does this mean? Who does this benefit? Yeah, and, and by the way, we should point out that I don't think she's said it herself yet. There are reports uh, that it is happening as we mm-hmm. speak, however. Um, you know, here is a, what does it mean? I mean, it helps Bernie clearly uh though it's not Mm. not entirely clear that her votes would go to bernie and it's not entirely clear that she would endorse bernie um she did endorse uh hillary in 2016 she's she's much more of an establishment creature than than yeah and i think people look at her as much more of an establishment creature you could also make the argument she goes out she uh endorses um she goes endorses biden it might be the type of thing where he would consider her for VP or something else big, um, because that would you would think completely uh, close the door on Bernie. Bernie's in in serious trouble. This has gone out of control fast. We talked to you about this poll um, a little bit earlier in the program. New poll out of Florida taken yesterday, uh, with Bloomberg still included in the race. So and they, Warren and Warren as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Biden sixty one, Sanders twelve. This is like the... I've never seen a jolt of caffeine into a campaign like this in in, in history. Well, I've never seen this happen in my lifetime. I mean, every day I come in and I'm like, I got a report on something I've never seen happen in my lifetime. Amazing times. Every single day. These are historic times. You should be keeping a diary. You're listening to Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. On demand.